Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that likes to switch things up once in a while, just for the heck of it. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts and friends. We have AJ here. How's it feel to be first this time? Uh, I, um, I, uh, this is weird. We're not starting the episode after me, are we? I'm, I don't know what to do. I, d- Dale didn't prepare me for this. Yeah, new catcher off guard. How's it feel, AJ? It, it feels like I'm, I've been caught off guard, and, and it's it's scary. I I have I have so much power to to set the tone for everybody else, but I'm I'm afraid. I'm so afraid. Well, we'll just we'll just move on then. It's okay. Wait, so uh, something jo- about something about socks and 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 and, and pickles. <laughs> Very good, AJ. <laughs> yeah. It, wait, was oh. that supposed to be me? I I have to know. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I think so. I would never I would never do such a thing. No. It was definitely supposed to be Daniel. <laughs> well anyway, Joel's here too. And uh yep. after what uh AJ just went through, uh Joel, am I uh putting you on the spot too soon? What do you mean? I I mean, because I thought I was the only one you ever asked anyway. What does that mean? I'm a little confused. Huh? It means he doesn't pay attention to anybody else's intro. He just assumes he's waiting for his name to be say- said. <laughs> he's selfish. And self-centered is what he's saying. Yeah, that's me. So they Pol- say. Polite, though. Mm-hmm. Man, now I'm getting messed up. This is a, this is a mistake, <laughs> guys. I shouldn't have switched things around. Pretty weak response game there, dude. <laughs> oh my god oh my god not really working with me man oh <laughs> <laughs> no you stunned him into silence uh, does janelle take over now yeah uh so no no <laughs> <laughs> well I guess Nate's here too, and yeah, his position hasn't really changed at all. But I guess that's probably pretty comforting for him. It is because I'm a palindrome and a prime number in this sequence. Beautiful. I get the palindrome. I don't get the the prime number. Can you can you explain how you're you're how you're a prime number in this situation, Nate? Simple. If you're in the know, you're in the know. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, Janelle's here too. Janelle, after. Everything that's been going on already. Uh, do you feel sufficiently switched around? I do, because I got to wait and kind of gauge the room before I went. And it wasn't just trying to figure out what energy we're coming in with today. So that was nice. It's kind of relaxing. It's a lot less work. Yeah, and this is the last time it's going to happen, ever. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> and then finally, we have Daniel. I saved the best and... Most predictable one for the last this time. Well, thank you, Josh. I I take that as a compliment because my art is consistent. And I want to say, I although I'm proud of you all for putting forth your best effort, there was not nearly enough yelling in that intro. Ah! Ow, why? (laughs) That is all. This has been a public service announcement. But not really, though, for for legal reasons. I don't think that was supposed to be me. I don't. I don't scream at the end. No, it wasn't supposed to be you, AJ. But I set up the theme. I I did the whole like socks and pickles thing. That that's like 
Socks and Pickles Dan, here he comes. We call him old Pickle Socks Dan. Hey, Pickle Socks Dan. Oh, hi, everybody. I'm the th- I'm what AJ thinks Daniel sounds like. You want to talk about how loud and dumb I am? How about you get some pickles off my feet? Here you go. Mmm, tastes like crap, don't it? <laughs> Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to use your indoor voice. Please. Thank you. Yeah, Daniel's used to getting all of his energy out at the beginning of the episode, but today he had to wait and hold it in for way too long. Yeah, I know. It hurts. Uh, I think it's caused me to be sick. Ugh. All this waiting has given me a sinus infection, or maybe it's because of the change of the seasons. Or maybe it's because you actually have a sinus infection. Well, that is also true, but uh, I'm going to blame the situation at hand. (laughs) That works. Well, anyway, Daniel's sinus infection aside, how's everyone doing this week? Super duper. You guys know you don't have to switch up the order you respond to me. You guys can respond as normal. Oh, okay. I'm so so (laughs) concerned. I didn't know what to do. I was caught off guard. Uh, it's been it's been a heck of a week. I'm just gonna keep saying things until people say things. <laughs> no, I love it. Keep going. Yeah. Hey Nate, how was your week? Daniel, don't interrupt Janelle. Oh, it's I very apologize. Rude. Yeah. Sorry, Janelle. Keep going. Yeah, keep it's, going, Janelle. It's been a rodeo. A ro- You went to a rodeo, huh? I, d- I yeah, totally. Mm. I mean, I'm in Kentucky, and we we have rodeos here. Maybe. Old Kentuck, they call it. Yeah. I know we like horses because we have a derby. Please, someone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to start sitting back for this because I'm asking you guys questions and you guys aren't answering. So uh, You asked how my week had been and I was giving you responses. I'm talking to everyone else. Janelle, you're doing great. I'm talking to everyone else <laughs> who is not talking who should be. Well, aside from the sinus infection, my, my week has been pretty good. I haven't really done anything eventful this week other than have a sinus infection, which is very eventful. That is all. I still want to hear from Nate. Nate, how has your week been, Nate? Nothing to report. <laughs> well, hey, sometimes those are the best weeks. Nothing good, nothing bad, just a, just another another week, another day of grind. No, it's just the passage of time slowly ticking closer and closer to the inevitable stop of a clock. Oh, um, Hey, Josh, butter me up. I'm churning for adventure. (laughs) I'm going to give us a quick recap before we get started, and then we're going to jump back into the action. We are not using any dairy-related products today. Yeah, Daniel, he's churning you down. Oh. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right, so... In summary, last week, Vez almost died. In an effort to escape from you, the leader of the elven brigands dealt a mortal wound to our changeling friend and traded his freedom for Fio's chance to save her from bleeding out. Luckily, she survived long enough to be revived, and the brigands that you had all been fighting dispersed. But it was still an incredibly close and very stressful call i don't know about you guys i was i was excited my heart was pumping the whole time but i know vez's wasn't yeah no she was actively (laughs) trying not to apparently 
But I think it's good <laughs> she survived because I don't think you guys are going to like my backup character as much as you like Vez. So Probably not. Probably not. Mm-mm. But luckily, she's still here. And following the fight, you guys all packed up and continued down the road with the city of Alcina looming on the horizon. So we will move back into this scene. So your wagon is rattling along the wide dirt road towards the city. While Vez sitting in the cart is not quite pouting, but sort of pouting, because she's unhappy with herself and a lot of other things, but mostly with herself. So she's just kind of sitting there. If if anyone tries to talk to her, she just kind of like will nod and give the very minimum effort to respond. So probably a lot of Fergus doing whatever Fergus likes to do and Vez just trying to ignore him, but will respond because if she doesn't, she knows he will continue to ask her the same thing over and over again. Yeah, Fergus bugs her for probably about five minutes because he was very upset about the near-death experience, but he eventually kind of gives up and quiets down and Laszlo just is smart enough not to say anything. (laughs) You know who's not smart enough to not say anything? Good old Gunner. Gunner's gonna hop into the cart and he's gonna sit across from Vez. Like, so? Mm. How's, uh, how's the shoulder? I mean, it's not actively bleeding out right now. It hurts like hell and it's going to be bruised. Like, no tomorrow. Tomorrow, but... I mean, <sighs> I did I did a dumb thing. Because I got angry, as per usual, and now I am lucky enough to have to live with those consequences. Thank you, Aegon. And she, like, nods to him. Don't mention it, Vez. <laughs> so, y- yep, i am yeah. got to figure out how to get my shit together, basically. And uh, Laszlo kind of looks over and he says, well, honestly, that shouldn't have happened at all. I don't know why there are brigands this close to the city normally the city guard would stamp that kind of stuff out yeah I mean we're within eyesight of it I, I would have figured they would have been there but I mean, we're still we're still a good 20 minutes from the actual city so so Gunner says well you know although it, it was a close call you at least have something you learned that you can take away from this you've you've found your limit which is something most people go their whole lives without knowing. And now you have that, and you can use that, and you can grow from that. You can use this, Vez. Uh, you've never seen someone roll their eyes harder than Vez does in this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> or fine, you can die. Whichever one is fine. Okay, bye. Gutter jumps out of the car. <laughs> Fergus, talk to her. <laughs> oh, that's evil. <laughs> and he starts to open his mouth to say something when uh, Laszlo stands up in the wagon uh, with an excited look and he says, we're here, guys. And you guys round the corner around a a rocky kind of a hill and you can actually see the buildings sprawling outside of Alcina. This massive city, about three to four times the size of Brimpton, is sprawled out in front of you. It's way more compact so like the streets are a little little thinner it's more organized and some of these buildings actually go up to five or six stories tall mm, wow as you 
travel through the section outside of the major defensive walls, you notice that unlike in Brimpton, you guys aren't getting a lot of weird looks. Like, no one's really acknowledging you because you're not the only outsiders here. In addition to the humans populating the city, you also see dwarves, gnomes. You think you see a scaly dragonborn off in the distance arguing with a merchant. There is a wide variety of peoples here, so it seems like you're able to blend in much easier. Um, so Laszlo, where's this house we are hiding you in located? Well, first, you all are going to have to go into the city proper, beyond those walls, and you're going to have to go to an administrator and get all the remaining paperwork completed. And uh, it's not going to be, I don't know how cheap it's going to be, but you guys can handle it. You can find it out. In the meantime, I'm going to find a small, unassuming tavern to hide in and hope I don't get discovered. Do you, do you need somebody with you, maybe? Or are you just going to hang out? Well, I was going to take uh, Tuo and Fergus and Master. Oh, Tuo, huh? <laughs> I mean, Fio, I don't know how Tuo's going to help us negotiate pricing. What, what if they like dogs? And, and uh, you know, if we say that you give us a better price, you can pet Tuo. <laughs> that's that's how bar- bargaining, right? That's how that works, right? Theo, you must do a lot of business, don't you? Yeah, people love petting Tuo. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I can tell. I can tell. Get flowers, snowballs. Those are fun. And Laszlo leans over and says, "Well, Theo, as much as I appreciate your love for Tuo." He seems to get hurt a lot when he travels with you. I think he'd be safer away from the major That's not, action hold on. points. That's not fair. It's true, though. He saved your butt. Well, yeah, that's why I want him with me, because I'm not going to get into as much trouble as you. I, I don't get... I, I, well, Theo, l- look at it this way. Tuo is a good boy, and sometimes Laszlo likes to acquire things at marginally low prices. A five-finger discount, some people may say. Some pe- some people would call it that. So I think having a, a good boy like Tuo and an even gooder boy like Fergus around could be quite good. I don't think Fergus is a gooder boy than Tuo. No offense, Fergus, but Tuo is like the best no, no, boy. No, no, I'm definitely a bad boy. <laughs> I, well, I wouldn't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Vez tries to hold it in, but then audibly, like, laughs at him when he says this. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> it's okay, we'll get you there, don't worry. You'll have enough um, adventuring under your belt eventually to become a, a bad boy, so. It's don't. easier just to charm them. Oh, God. <laughs> I like to imagine Jasper just slowly rises from the back of the wagon behind you guys. <laughs> what is Jasper? <laughs> so uh, I think I think at some point when the cart comes as slow, when when Lazlo likes to w- wants to get off or something, Theo will go to Tuo and and kind of pin him on his head and get him off the cart and, and say to him, "Okay, Tuo, um, it's gonna be okay." It's not like this is the first. Okay, this is like the second time, but it's not. It's it's not like it's the first time we've ever been apart. 
It'll be okay. Uh, Verda and and Verda. And he'll point to Laszlo, and he'll think about pointing to Fergus, but he'll just mostly t- point to Laszlo and say Verda, which means to, to protect. So he's telling him to stay and protect so that he doesn't follow him or anything. And he gets a little teary-eyed, and he looks at him, and he says, Okay, be, be a good boy. I have to buy a house. <laughs> Goodbye, Chuo. All right, let's get us move. I'm not good at this. Let's go. <laughs> hey, you know, there's no reason to cry, Theo. Um, I know it's just, it's just, it's just leaving the dog. He's, he's gonna such be a fine. good boy. He's such a good boy. He's my Gunna, only boy. Theo, Gunna, stop. <laughs> it's fine. We're literally going to be back in just a few minutes. Laszlo pulls Aegon aside and says, "Okay, Aegon. While they're crying their eyes out, this should be fairly simple." You guys are going to have to go to one of the inns and log your weapons there before you enter into the city walls because they do not allow large weapons within the city limits. So you'll have to go there. I personally recommend the Cozy Corner. It's just a small inn down the down the road, pretty close to the southern entrance. You can log your weapons there. If, there's, if you want to keep anything, the general rule of thumb is you can't have a weapon longer than the span from your fingertips to your elbow so like maybe a really short short sword or a dagger or throwing axe it's about all you're allowed to carry no ranged weapons so no crossbows guards will not take kindly if you try to sneak through or try to forcibly keep your weapon you can get a permit at some point but that's going to be a, an expensive one so that'll be something you'll have to do later on oh, what about my rod laszlo will they identify this as a weapon uh, probably not. You are addressed as a priest, so... Oh, I'll just say it's a cane anyway. A very short <laughs> cane. <laughs> uh, would my staff, could I pass it off as like a walking stick or... Uh, Just make prob- yourself look like a cripple, Vez. I can do that. <laughs> uh, Probably not. You probably won't be able to hold on to that. It... I hate to say it, Vez, it very obviously looks like you use it as a weapon. It's got blood stains on it. <laughs> mm, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and you get your fist of fury, right? I do, yeah. I just, I like my staff, so. Yeah, Theo, you're probably going to have to leave your axe. What, and and the other one, I presume? Uh, no, you, we can leave that in the wagon. I'll go get the, the wagon parked somewhere. Oh, okay. They also don't allow horses within the city walls. Gunner rushes up and kind of like, <laughs> so, sort of like a child showing showing his friend his new toy. He shoves his uh, short sword in Lazo's face. Yeah, is, is this is this gonna be okay? Can I can I bring these? I really like them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I like my short swords, so I, I want to keep them. I have daggers too, but they're they're not as fun. Yeah, just be careful. You don't want to advertise that you're armed to the teeth. It's gonna make some people nervous. Maybe you could give Fia one of your short swords for the time being. Okay. Hey, Theo, catch! And Gunner's gonna toss this, this short, the short sword to Theo. <laughs> ah! Oh! Oh, look at that. It's in the leg. Ah, nifty holder. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he catches it. He catches it. But he might cut and himself then, a little bit. And then Laszlo uh, continues talking to Hakon. So, once you check in your weapons, the guards will let you right through the gates. And you have to just make your way for Sovereign's Touch. That's like the the Grand War. That's where you're going to find all of the uh, 
administrative offices, and you'll just go in, submit your paperwork. Probably gonna have to talk to a, one of the administrators to get everything squared away. It's gonna be a fee, and then we'll be able to move into our new home. Simple as that. Fantastic. Oh, I, I almost forgot. And he uh, pulls out a crumpled sheet of paper. I drew you a map of the city. So now you'll know where to go. And oh. uh, he hands it to you. Well, thank you, Les. And that is a segue into the fact that Josh has actually made a really crappy map for you guys. Oh, man. Yay! Oh, my God. So it is, uh, it's now in your handouts folder on Roll20. So you guys can pull it up, and if you click on it, you can make it full screen. And it's uh, it's just a map of the city limits. And Laszlo says, okay, so here, down in the southern reach of the city, where we are right now, outside of the major walls, this area is called Commoner's Luck. It's kind of the the southern ward of the city. It's just where, like, a lot of the commoners live. You know, not the peasantry. These are more, you know, your craftsmen and your and your workers. But then, if you go through the gate up ahead, you'll make your way into Sovereign's Touch, which, like I said before, is kind of the grand ward. That's where the administrative offices are. It's where a lot of the nobles make their homes. That's also where you'll find the Sovereign Temple, one of the biggest temples in the Sovereign Church. So, Aegon, you might want to visit there sometime. It's a spectacular site. I've always wanted to see it. And then there's the Scholar's Ward as well. That's right below the Sovereign's Touch. That's where you're going to find your scholarly folk, your learned men. And there's also a depot for the Volthrin Academy of Magic there. So if you're looking for spellcasters or maybe potentially anything magic-related, you could probably find something there. You know, there aren't a whole lot of mages in the city. I'd say, you know, just a handful, but that's where they'll all be. And then up ahead, a little bit further, you'll see the shield. That's the Citadel Ward. That's where the main keep is, where the king and his family live. And then surrounding that is the main military power of the city, which surprisingly is actually under the control of the Sovereign Church, not necessarily the King of Alcina. So you'll be able to maybe kind of schmooze your way in a little bit, Aegon, if you want to break some rules, and he, he winks at you. Oh, I love breaking rules. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the Lakeview's Bounty. That's the dock ward. That's where you'll find ships on the, on the lake side, because... Across the lake, further down the valley, there are some more settlements. There's actually some dwarven settlements as well, so they all, there's a lot of trade going on there. And then this region, and he points to a, another region on the map, is Mastercraft Lane. That's the trade ward. So if you need to buy anything, like you know, everyday items, weapons, armor, whatever, that's where you'll want to go for it. But I would advise not going north of the city, because that's where you'll find the pit. It's what the people who live there call it. It's kind of the slums of the city. A lot of the fields and the city proper kind of drain into that area, so it's not really the cleanest or nicest place to live. There's also a lot of nasty folk there, so I'd stay away from there. And if you ever want, you can go to Harvester's Expanse. Those are the fields outside of the city to the north as well. I'd stay away from there. You don't want to get attacked by a Night Veras. So, yeah, here, here you go. And he pushes the map back towards you guys. I think you know where you're going. Gunnar looks at the map and he has this, like, 
panic smile and he looks up at Laszlo and he's like, we live in the pits, don't we? What? No. No, 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 not at all. And he, he pulls the map and says, no, we live a little a little west of the city. You know, we're, let's see. And he pulls out the map again. Um, yeah, we're just a, a little northwest of Commoner's Luck. You know, between the that section of the city and the farmer's fields. Oh, that's a relief. I, I, I thought we were going to have to deal with, with people trying to break in and, you know, like the people in Brimpton who wanted to take my leg, you know? Gotta be careful around those types. Gunna, you realize you are one of those types, right? I know, but that means they're going to be more attracted to me because they know I'm one of them. No, it's out in the, it's a little more country, so we're we're fine. It's, it seems like it's a small estate, from what I remember. I tend to thrive in where I don't belong, so at least I've been told that. Well, anyway, um, I'm gonna go head off. I guess I, I can meet you guys at the cozy corner later, if you'd like. You guys wanna stay for dinner, maybe? That sounds wonderful. All right, well, fare thee well then. I don't know why I said it that way, but... <laughs> Is that the type of character you are, Laszlo? <laughs> He's like, I was just trying to be fancy. And he snaps the reins and <laughs> rattles off with the wagon and the horses. Gunnar says to the rest of the group, Does anyone else feel like like Laszlo's gonna die? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about, Gunnar? Well, I mean, typically, whenever people say stuff like that, that means they're going to die. I don't know, it's just an observation. He yells at us all the time for splitting up the group, and there he goes off on his own. This is very sus. <laughs> <laughs> I think Laszlo will be fine. We seem to be enough in the city now that hopefully there won't be another brigand attack, and if not, knowing Laszlo, he'll just pay him off. He's not going to fight him, so he'll be fine. Yeah, you guys are in, like, basically it feels like you're in Brimpton right now, since you're kind of in the like actual outskirts of the city proper. So it's like the expanse of the city that isn't surrounded by walls. And if we run into any trouble, I'm, hopefully Jasper can just scare the shit out of them and they'll run, run away. It's my hope. Do you think Do you think you could do that, Jasper? That's pretty insulting of you to assume that I'm such a cruel person. Well, cruel isn't the word I was thinking. You're just kind of, you know, you you, you kind of have a, have a way with people that's unique. I am very charismatic, yes. Yeah, that's... Gunnar has like a crooked, like a, like a nervous smile, like, yeah, charismatic. That's what I meant. Mm -hmm. Would you like a demonstration? No, 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 Phil, save me. Who's a good little pet rock? Yes, you are. To name you George. <laughs> <laughs> shall we get going? Maybe she eyes Aegon. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> Alright, so you guys make your way through the streets of the city and you get to the inn that Lazo had told you about. Like the other buildings, it's built with dark, sturdy timber and it has uh, light plaster walls and kind of a jetty, that overhanging second floor, and it has these beautiful, beautiful, steep shingled roofs. Um, there's a sign hanging from the doorway that has an anthropomorphic cat sitting in a chair reading a book. And just looking at it, it seems like it's a bit more of a, a middle-class inn for uh, for travelers to stay at. I wonder if Master would like it here. <laughs> and as Fio is saying this, you walk through the doors 
and you hear a voice from the floor say, Hello! How can I help you? And you look down, and you see a two and a half foot tall anthropomorphic cat wearing the fine clothing of an innkeeper. Oh. Looking up at you. It is a uh, hemorrhillin halfling, because I don't know if we established it in the actual show, but in hemorrhill, halflings look like puss in boots. <laughs> I love this. I, th- I think Fio gets a concerned for a second because he thinks he's he's looking at Master for a second. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. He's about to say something dumb, but he, he holds back and just kind of hides behind Gunner instead. I'll handle this. Hello there, good sir. And, and Gunner kind of does like a bow and like leans his hand down to shake shake his paw. Yeah, and he, he reaches up and he says, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. And he's got, like I said, he's got like the, these cat paws, but they're like a little longer and a little bit more flexible. So like you can actually like handle things with them, but no claws. He has those retracted and uh, he shakes your hand excitedly and says, are you looking to stay the night or are you looking to check in your weapons? Uh, we're looking to check in our, our weapons, actually. Oh, well, spectacular. Just this way. And he takes you to the back of the tavern and says, uh, what are your names, by the way? My name is Meowthew. I oversee the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I ensure that people, that nothing gets out of hand here. I need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my name is, it's Fio. That's F-E-O. And this is George. Like a fire equipment operator? Oh, yeah, that's it. You get it. Oh, this is awesome. Now you've done it. Oh, man, we should we should get we should get our other companions. He almost said the name of our companions and (laughs) we we should come back here. I think this is probably the place to stay. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you like it already. I mean, who, who, who are the rest of you? Well, I'm Gunner. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Meowthew. Like, do you, do you use like a musket? <laughs> G- Gunner just kind of has this look on his face, like, what? No, 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 I don't. No, I, I don't use well, I a gun. With, with his 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 name being Theo and your name being Gunner. <laughs> no, I did the same thing when I first met him. We were out getting sandwiches at like a shop or something. I I was confused. It's okay. He's weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know. Okay, I guess it makes sense. Your muskets aren't very widely used, but I predict that they're going to overtake swords and axes at some point, and we'll move into a world where it's the only weapon used. I mean, I'm talking hundreds of years from now, but it's all—it's nah. going to be interesting to see. Nah, that's wrong. I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> so rude. I think somebody's worried about his skill set. Um, my name is Fez. It is nice to make your acquaintance. Oh, Fez, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you as well. And I'm Aegon. Wonderful to meet you. Oh, and he, his ears perk up and he says, Oh, it's been a while since I've seen a tiefling come through here. Oh, you, you see people like me often, do you? Or not often, uncommonly. Not often, but I see lots of different people. Oh. Like, I can tell just by looking at Gunner that he's a shifter. Even, even though he's almost indistinguishable from an elf, just the, ex, the extra hair betrays his, his true nature. Gunner gets very sensitive, and he kind of, like, winces back. Like, oh, yeah, you can tell, can you? But like, uh, okay. well, I mean, uh, yeah, I see lots of people. I'm, I'm, like, everyone comes through here. This is where most people check in their weapons before they enter the city. 
this person is very good at this job. I, I'm impressed. Well, I, I've been doing it for 30 years now. You don't look a day over like, how, how old are, how, how did they get? I, it's because I look like a cat. That's why. <laughs> 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 well, you look great. You look great for 30. Yeah, you, you, those are some nice boots, I, I must say. Oh, oh, thank you. They're, they're wonderful. They're, they're made for walking. <laughs> and, I bet, I, and I bet that's just what they'll do. Yes, but don't you worry, because I'm not going to walk all over you, because I'm, I'm very polite, and I try to make sure everyone feels welcome. Oh, see, this is nice. We, we should stay here. I like this. And who, who's the, your friend in the back? My name's Jasper. Oh, very interesting. And he, he's getting really close to look at look up at you. You're an automaton. Yes. I haven't seen an automaton for 50 years. Huh. Of course, only one person can make something this good. Well, f- fair enough. Uh, so who all has weapons to check in? It's it's a silver piece uh, per day for me to hold them here for you. I think, well, I do here. And she just like sadly hands over her staff. Oh, those are some very vibrant blood stains on this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's okay. I don't like to ask too many questions. And uh, he puts it on a rack, and you can see there are a bunch of very dirty weapons also <laughs> being kept here. Uh, well, I, I guess I have to give you this. And Gunner hands over his short bow. And the arrows, of course. Oh, okay, spectacular. And he puts a little, little tag on them and writes down uh, your names. And he puts them in the back. Aegon says, oh, here, here, have this too, and gives Meowthew his light crossbow and his bolts. Oh, well, thank you very much. And he, again, writes your name on them, puts them to the side, and then he looks over at Fio and says, do you want to check in your axe, sir? I, yeah, I guess. It's it's first the dog, now the axe. It's a really hard day. It's, it's, it'll be okay. Yeah, it's here. It's, it's, I made this myself. Uh, so, so maybe, maybe just a little careful with it. It's, it's kind of heavy. Oh, okay. And uh, he takes it and kind of struggles under it. Then he turns and looks up at you and says, it's okay. Don't worry. I won't ask you any questions about it. And he winks. <laughs> it, it, it takes way too long to, to get it. And he goes, oh, 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 that was funnier than yours. <laughs> <laughs> see, he said the same joke like yesterday, kind of, but it was it wasn't good delivered. That was that was great, Meowth here. That was great. Okay, I get it for you. Fine, you know, it's fine. Whatever. No, okay. I didn't mean it. I <laughs> Well hey, enjoy your stay in uh, Alcina. If you ever need to come back and collect your weapons again, just feel free and uh, I'll I'll return them to you. Okay. Thank you, Meowthew. It's 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 meow Meowthew. That that's that's what you I call, said. You called me. You called me Mouthview. It's meow. <laughs> Gunner, you're insulting our host. I don't mean to get specific about it, but I think some people feel it's insulting to call me Meowthview because it sounds like the sound a cat makes. And I'm, I'm well aware of uh, the resemblance I have to the uh, to the less intelligent creatures, but I assure you, it is it is not insulting. It is the perfect name for me. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Meowthview. Well, thank you. I, pre- I appreciate that. You're welcome. Shall we be on our way? <laughs> All right, well, you take care. And he uh, waves his cat paw at you guys as you guys leave. Oh, he is just the best. Oh, he's awesome. Where, where are we supposed to go? Another place? What is it like a house or is it like a bigger house or like a 
like a fire station kind of thing. <laughs> I think that Aegon has the map. You guys need to go through the city gates into the walled portion of the city. In the scholars touch scholars ward or no no sovereign's touch <clears throat> yeah you're going to sovereign's touch yeah, yeah. that that uh, that ward okay a, a house a bigger house or a fire station huh <laughs> but it's like in terms of sizes of buildings because there's like a regular house that is you know it's certain size and then there's like bigger houses they're a bit wider and then there's like fire stations they're like kind of wide and tall but mostly like shorter than the bigger house but they're like you know there's lots of things in there like like a fire pit mm-hmm. and, and like a like a stream runs to the side of it, you know, so you can get the water out quick. And then there's like there's like a fire pole. Oh, oh, <laughs> all right, Theo. I, I get it. I get it. Theo's rambling is interrupted by some loud shouting coming from up ahead. As you guys make your way closer to the gate, you just hear some angry shouting. That's never a good sign. Yeah. Be, be better check it out. Ugh. Is it like like lots of people shouting? Is it does it sound like just a couple of people being really loud? Just just a couple. It's not a crowd. It sounds like maybe four to five people are shouting. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything's bad. It could just be that people are angry about like soup or something. Do you usually get that <laughs> angry about soup, Fio? <laughs> <laughs> you, should, <laughs> you should see at the end and and Vinveda. That's that's you know it's if you get cold soup, it's really cold up there. It's it's very annoying sometimes. You get people who come outside. He continues rambling on about stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you guys approach, and up ahead you can see there are four guardsmen standing blocking the way into the city. These guardsmen look like they're a little more well armed than the Brimpton guard was. Uh, these guys look very official. They all. They're all wearing breastplates, and they've got uh, uniforms to go along with these breastplates. They're a little less hodgepodge than what Brempton guards were, and they're all wielding halberds. Their armor is gleaming, like it's been polished, and like it's very well kept care of, and there is an emblem emblazoned on the middle of their breastplates that shows the emblem of Alcina. It's a uh, stylized Eidvaras curled into a circle around the, the plane. And these four guards are all pointing their halberds at a massive figure standing with his back to you, looking at them. This figure is a 10-foot-tall humanoid very with a very stoutly built body, very strong, bulging muscles, and wearing very simple fur clothing. He's got a big, thick mane of red hair spilling down his back, and two large ibis-like horns curving up from his forehead outward and then back towards the, the back of his head. And he's standing there just with his arms folded, and all the guards look very, very frightened, and they're looks like they're shouting and yelling at him. So, Josh, can can we try and figure out like what this guy is? Yeah, sure. You guys can all give me... I'll go nature checks. Uh, well, Gunnar got a 9. I got a 15. I got an 8. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 13. Uh, I don't even think Theo needs to roll, because he would not... He doesn't go much into fantasy lore or anything. Okay. So Jasper and Vez both know what this person is. 
And again, just a, another statement, I am departing from traditional Dungeons & Dragons lore because this is an ogre. He's not a oh. big, fat monster with tusks like you see in the Monster Manual. He's a 10-foot-tall, muscular figure with curved horns. And both of you rolled high enough to know that they have reputations for being little ang- like a little quick to anger and kind of a little brash, but they don't have like the general reputation of being horrible, evil beings. Like there's superstition, obviously, you know, the same kind of superstition that revolves around changelings. But, you know, like that kind of stuff is not true. So like, you know, ogres don't eat children, even though some people think they do. <laughs> You know, the guards appear like they might be in that ladder, ladder group. Oh no! Yeah, are they sh- are they shouting anything in particular, or is it just kind of like ah, get away? Yeah, as, as you get closer, you can hear uh, them shouting things like, "Get back! Get back! You will not enter this city!" And uh, another one just kind of like shakes his his halberd at the ogre, but it just continues to stand there with its arms folded in front of its chest. Just in case you guys have never come across that, that's an ogre. And something tells me we have come across some more guards who don't know anything about anybody and just like to assume things. So be prepared. And you can already tell Vez is like trying to control herself again. (laughs) As they approach, Vez is going to kind of look around, try to take in the situation looks like the ogre is just standing there attempting to be (laughs) you know just be maybe get into the city to do whatever he needs to do does he have any weapons on him josh or does he look like he's following all the rules he does not have any weapons on him so as you approach you can hear the ogre saying in kind of a deep baritone voice uh, he's just talking to the guards i simply wish to enter the city I require iron. And they they just they just keep shouting, Back, beast! Back! Please allow me to pass. And they're just they're not having any of it. And there are a lot of people who are stopping to watch and stare. Ogres usually aren't uh, encountered in cities. Well, I think at this uh Aegon wants to try his hand at what Laszlo was saying since are well are the guardsmen I guess I, I wouldn't necessarily know this but are the guardsmen actually part of the military that's overseen by the church or are they overseen by the town uh, they are overseen by the church okay yeah so then Aegon wants to try his hand at this and he approaches the group and says gentlemen gentlemen what's what's the problem here this this beast is trying to enter into our city And one of the guardsmen turns and uh, looks at Aegon. It keeps saying things, but I I just can't understand it. I am speaking in common. See, there it goes again. (laughs) Oh, Oh my my God. God. I don't know what you're talking about, but I can understand him just fine. Perhaps you could talk to it for us. Well, he says he just wants to enter the city to buy some iron. But he's a monster. Look at him. And you, you look up at this ogre. He's almost twice as tall as Aegon is. And he just kind of looks down at you. Well, sirs, I, I don't think that he intends any harm. He, he's obviously calm right now. But how long will that last? Well, 
Depends on how quickly you let him in the city. She doesn't say this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and another guard pops up. And furthermore, I highly doubt he's a citizen. Can't enter the city unless he's a citizen. Is that true? Uh, you don't know. No. Uh, I don't, that is I, not true. I don't know. I guess I guess we wouldn't really know because we just became citizens of good standing like a week ago. That's that's a lie. You wouldn't have this many ends if no one who wasn't a citizen was allowed in. She just kind of blinks. Sorry. Anyways, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. How about we take this gentleman with us and watch over him for you. Uh, no, 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 we don't know you. Oh, but I think you can trust us, though. You want to give me a persuasion check? I'll try, yeah. Okay, that's a 17. One of them says, well, may- maybe uh, you'll, you'll be held responsible if anything goes wrong. And they uh, they all look at you. Like all, all four guards turn to look at Aegon. I think myself great judge of character, so I'm not particularly worried about that. Okay, well, we trust you, random, random stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's part of the church. So, um, before you enter, where's your, where's your paperwork? Uh, who has the paperwork? Oh no, Les! No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Les, what the, was that you with the paperwork? Or? Uh, yeah. Here, she hands him the paperwork. <laughs> All of the papers. All. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to claim. Our property. But which which did, did you hand them your citizenship paperwork or your property paperwork? Both of them. She just <laughs> like a, gives them like a stack. <laughs> we we just need your citizenship paper, man. We just need your citizenship <laughs> papers. No, you gotta read all of it. And, and gonna gonna just like, getting up there is like, see, I have the, I have the paperwork. Okay. <laughs> gonna, it's fine. Yes, here it is. Then, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and they look over your paperwork and they're like, all right, very well. Apologize for the precaution. Things have been antsy as of late. We don't really like to let people in the city if we can avoid it right now. So take what, care. What do you mean by that? Is there something we should be looking out for? And you see his eyes uh, flick over to Gunner. What? Oh, we're beasts. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> he says, uh, kind of pulls Aegon to the side and he says, can your elven friend be trusted? Mm. Oh, my elven friend? I, I don't have an elven friend. Remember, Gun- Gunner looks yeah, like an elf. Okay. He's like your companion. Oh, he, don't, don't worry about him. He's not an elf. No, Joel, what I'm, what I'm saying is he, he is in the lore. He's an elf. Oh, I thought he just used to be an elf. It's complicated. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Like, he gave up a lot of elven traits, but he was born an elf. He's a fake elf. <laughs> He's not a real elf. Don't worry. Okay, well, that changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just we just don't really... We don't like letting Glamir's people in, in the city. They've been causing problems lately. Oh, well, I can assure you that Gunner here never causes any problems. Ever. <laughs> well, that's, that's good to know. Very well. Be on your way. We'll be watching you. And they, they all look up at the towering ogre. And he just shrug, he just shrugs and walks alongside you guys into the city. I'm glad that's ogre. <laughs> God damn it. 
Oh man, the people in the city are so funny, Gunner. You should take notes. <laughs> hey, but... hey, Josh, really fast. Glam, Glamier's people. Is that like the name for the elven people in general? No, or... uh, Glam Glamier is an elven name. Okay, so they just chose an elven name to. Uh, no, you feel like it is specifically naming somebody. Okay, got you. Yeah, kind of the kind of the context is you think it probably refer is probably referencing a particular group of elves. So, uh, what's your name there, big guy? Ogre looks down and grunts at you and says, "I appreciate your help, but I will be on my way now." And he okay. turns and starts to walk away from you guys down the street. Uh, Akon, you're you're responsible for that guy. I don't know if we should just let him walk away like oh, that. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine, Gunner. Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, I are we are you guys sure? I mean, what if he needs help again, like the other guards and stuff? Well, he's already in the city, so he should know that he's allowed to be here. But I mean, if he didn't have paperwork, though, I, I we had paperwork, thankfully. But I don't I mean, should we? I I feel bad. You're right. We should give him your paperwork, Theo. Okay. Yeah. Here, <laughs> I'll go get him. <laughs> I was joking. Theo, wait a minute. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> No, come back! Gunner like jumps on Fia's back. What? What are you, you can't doing? Just run off! Just stop moving! Okay, <laughs> just stop! You're not that big. I can walk with you on my back. I'm really I strong. Know. But this if I pull your hair, you know, if I pull your hair, it makes it harder. And Gunner like yanks on his hair really hard. What is wrong with you? We don't have enough time to answer that question here, Fio, today. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if, if Gunner's really that adamant about it, he'll, he'll stop and just pick him off his shoulders and we'll let him go. But it feels, doesn't feel good about this. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So the, the ogre walks off rudely without answering any of your questions. And you guys uh, start to wander through the packed streets of the city. And you immediately realize as soon as you get to the correct ward that there's no way you know where to actually go. <laughs> Crap. Well, guys, any idea? If, not, if nothing else, I can pretend to know where I'm going. Just ask someone. Yes, let's, let's just ask somebody, Gunner. Okay. <laughs> and Gunner's going to look around and see who, who's around us. Right, so yeah, you just kind of uh, stop a random passerby, this dwarf, and he uh, says, well, yeah, who, who's asking? I'm asking. Okay, I, I meant I meant your name, but very very rude. Whatever, never mind. It doesn't matter. You said said you're looking for the administrative buildings. Yes, that's right. Yeah, any points just down that street. Take a left, then go for a little while. Take a right. If you get to the fountain, you've gone too far. It'll be okay. very obvious. You'll 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 see it. I I doubt that, but I appreciate the help. And he just walks off. <laughs> Well, I think I handled that like a pro, wouldn't you say? I mean, good enough that it got us direction, so yeah. Gunner looks very proud of himself. You follow his directions, and you are surprised at how easy it is to actually find the administrative buildings. Like, you, act as you get closer, you can see that there are actually, like, signs posted and hung up to help direct people around the city. It's a little more progressive than you were expecting, actually. And you were hmm. able to find a row of buildings that look like they serve as the offices. 
Well, shall shall we go and uh, finally get this all sorted out? Get our free house. I, I mean, I mean the house that that we purchased fairly. Gunner looks around nervously. Gunner, act cool. I'm cool. So cool. I'm, I'm ice. Look at me slip around and and Gunner like he has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. He 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 hates standing out in the open like this. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just get inside. This is awkward. We let's just go. Okay. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.